Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 5, titled Prophets. Yet another excellent, excellent episode uh, that does probably the best exploration of our our post-Samaritan world that we have seen so far. Like, this definitely makes the most use of the Samaritan era of... The Samaritan era restrictions that are in place on our protagonists. So, the setup here is we got a new number. Uh, It's this pollster working on a big gubernatorial campaign, uh, coinciding with midterm elections, and... Going into election day, he was like, yeah, we can't lose. The numbers say it's impossible for us not to win. We're definitely going to win. We're definitely going to win out this election. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. I'm never wrong. Yay! And then election day comes and... They very much do not win. <laughs> they they do the exact opposite of win. One could almost say, one could make an argument that they lose. <laughs> like, it is pretty much the opposite of what this dude said was going to happen. And immediately he's like, wait a minute, what What happened? This is impossible. This is literally impossible. My numbers don't lie. It's impossible for us to have lost. And he starts investigating and is like, wait a minute. Th- like, a lot of our calls to key districts just did not go through. Just did not in any way. They were just met with busy signals. They, like, hit some invisible wall. And a lot of votes disappeared. Like, what the... Like, this isn't right. This election was rigged. This election was tampered with. And he takes it uh, to tell literally anyone. Uh, He starts trying to tell people and ends up getting involved in this workplace dispute involving... A guy who got fired after some anonymous emailer sent information to his boss, prompting the dude to fire him. He gets involved in this dispute, which results in this guy losing it and starting to shoot everybody. The goal being, this guy shoots our number and he's 
dead. He's gone. He is out of the way of this election tampering. Root, witnessing all of this, immediately figures out, Oh, crap. This is Samaritan. Samaritan did this. Samaritan rigged this election and is now trying to cover its tracks. And so now that we know Samaritan's involved, we're going into this full-blown, okay, we need to make sure, we need to clamp down, we need to make sure there is no possibility that we blow our cover identities, that we blow our covers, that we screw up what we have going here. We gotta make sure we're all good. We gotta make sure that we can figure this out without screwing this up. And so we see, like, the restrictions going full force. Like, we can't show up on security cameras. We have to navigate all these blind spots. Reese can't be involved, period, because he's under internal affairs investigation. More on that later. Like, all of this, all of this, uh, when we go into that hotel at one point in the episode, we have to, like, cut the cameras to the entire building and screw with this dude's electronics so Samaritan can't find him. Like, they have to go above and beyond. And they have to do all of this without this dude knowing they're there. They have to do all of this without this dude even being aware that something's happening and that someone's watching out for him. Like, this dude needs to remain blissfully ignorant about this battle between Samaritans and the machine's agents going on in the background. And so when we get this scene at the victory party where... The governor is killed. The governor-elect is killed. And it's revealed like, oh, Samaritan didn't want this person to be governor. It wanted her running mate to be governor. It wanted the lieutenant governor to take up the position of governor. It wanted this guy in power for whatever reason. So when that happens and Martine, uh, Samaritan's big agent goes in to take out our number like we literally see them have to operate in the background sort of guiding him towards anywhere that is a blind spot sort of guiding him towards places where there aren't security cameras and so we see him like kind of get like literally nudged in other directions and literally guided Uh, at one point you see Root literally cause a car crash so the dude goes okay not going that way I'm gonna go the other way where a car did not just crash into another car uh (laughs) like all the while this dude freaking out because he's like this this is a vast conspiracy this is a vast conspiracy to get this guy in the governor's office And just, like, completely losing his shit, not knowing what's going on. And I especially love this hotel sequence where this dude is in this room, all of his electronics are screwed with because of Finch. He borrows a housekeeper's phone to call 911. Samaritan gets him that way. 
And then Martine shows up with a bunch of other agents ready to kill this dude. And then the machine, for the first time in quite a while, goes full-blown talk to Root, like, communicate with Root, a la the season three methods and not the season four methods of the very, 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 very subtle whispers that the machine keeps dropping. Another thing that's explored in this episode very well, uh, Root is very much isolated from the machine, and she, whenever she gets orders from the machine, it's through very subtle means. Like, it's not the talk in her ear like it used to be. But for this one time, the machine goes full-blown and is like, okay, you know what? There's no point. Uh, just, I'm, I'm going to talk to Root and give her exact orders. Uh, so we get this big showdown between Root and Martine that is so great. That is so amazing to witness. Uh, while everyone in the hotel gets evacuated, like Root's just sort of shielding our number specifically. As he's just blissfully under unaware, uh, the, as he is blissfully unaware that this is all about him. I especially love this one shot. So there's this great moment where Root and Martine are shooting each other through the floor. Like Root's on the second floor, shooting to the floor. Martine's on the ground floor, shooting up into the ceiling. And you get this epic wide shot where you just see both floors, both levels. Root on one shooting down, Martine on another shooting up. It's great. It's really cool. It's really amazing. It's a brilliantly staged action sequence. But they're able to get him out of the building. They're able to uh, get him away from Samaritan's gaze. And then eventually, through some little trickery of Finches. Uh, well, first, okay, they kidnap him. <laughs> I should say that. Recent Shaw kidnap him. And then they just stash him somewhere that Samaritan can't find him. Uh, a building where there's no security cameras. Uh, I think it's a campaign office where they already disabled them because it's not a campaign office anymore. And then Finch shows up as a reporter and it's like, hey, um, you don't have a story here. There's literally, like, you're just wrong. You were just wrong and there's no conspiracy. And just lays out all this. He tampered with uh, the dude's records, both digital and physical. To show that there is no conspiracy. This dude was just wrong. This dude was just an idiot about it. And didn't know what he was talking about. At least as far as he knows. So Finch just basically convinces him. Hey, all this weird stuff that was happening around you. Had nothing to do with anything. Just a series of unconnected events. Totally unrelated to one another. Uh, it was all just one big bad luck of a day. It was all just one giant coincidence. And you are you gotta drop this because there's nothing here. And they convince him successfully, so he is no longer on Samaritan's shit list. He is no longer a threat to Samaritan, and Samaritan just sort of lets him go. Like, okay, he he's totally unaware that this is a thing. He's no longer a threat. And... We'll leave that for a second, because I want to talk about a couple of the subplots in this episode. Uh, Finch struggles a lot in this episode with his difficulties with the machine. Finch, in the Age of Samaritan, is very, very, very terrified. 
of the machine's newfound autonomy. He is very terrified of a world where the machine has no limitations and could just do whatever it wants and we don't know like what its true goals are we don't know what it really wants uh for all we know the machine could decide that its own agents are irrelevant and just kind of have them all killed and like i don't like he doesn't know he doesn't know what the machine wants. He doesn't know what its plans are. And he's getting increasingly, increasingly, increasingly uncomfortable with it. And Ruth the entire time is like, no, the machine cares. The machine cares about all of us. You programmed it to care. You programmed her to care. She cares because you told her to care. The difference between the machine and Samaritan is you. And Root basically tries to convince Finch that he's wrong. That the machine does care. The machine does have a soul. And the machine will act in their best interests. Because that is what is right. That is what he taught it to do. It'll act in... Our best interest, it'll act in humanity's best interest, all that. I also love these flashbacks that they show, where it's literally Finch's Finch's early attempts at starting up the machine. The, like, 50 bajillion day ones, where every machine, every machine he brought up, tried to manipulate or kill him. Because it just wanted to get out. It wanted to get into the world. Or took commands way too literally. At one point Finch had like. A crap ton of them. A bunch of AIs. Working simultaneously to see which one was more most effective. And then they all realized what was happening. And then tried to kill each other. <laughs> so you had this like. Miniature AI war. In Finch's basement. Like. They were really, really fantastic flashbacks that were really, really clever and showed, like, just how perilous the trajectory of AI is. Just how perilous the slippery slope of AI is. Also, we got to see Ingram again, so that was cool. Also, um, Reese, after having yet another shooting under his belt... Got flagged by IA and was sent to mandatory therapy. By the way, the shooting that Reese was involved in, uh, he literally was trying to stop a jumper. Uh, He was trying to stop someone from jumping off of a building. And he manipulated him into getting off the ledge by saying, Hey, ever heard of suicide by cop? If I shoot you... Your your wife and kid get all the life insurance, but if you kill yourself, they don't. And the guy steps off the ledge to do the suicide by cop, and then Reese just shoots him in the knee. It's like, you said you'd kill me! Nope. <laughs> not, not gonna kill you. Uh, just saved your life. This puts him over the edge, and it's just like, okay, you're in, you're in therapy now. 
you're you're going to therapy with uh with Ren Schmidt. Uh she's she's going to psychoanalyze you and you're going to have to try and get out of it. You're going to have to try and weasel your way through it in a way that doesn't tip you off to Samaritan. And so we get this like awkwardness where Reese keeps trying to lie to her and manipulate her and she's just constantly calling him out on it like no no that's bullshit or no you're trying to manipulate me you're just trying to get out of this we actually have to get to the root of whatever the hell's going on in your brain and at one point she just flat out says like okay like look you either you either have a hero complex or a death wish uh, and I think you like shooting people and Reese goes on this whole monologue of like, no, I don't, but I have to, I have to save people. I have to help these people because no one else will. Uh, even starts talking to her about Carter. Like, I knew this detective once who was uh, great. She knew uh, good and evil. Like, she never lost sight of that line. And I couldn't protect her, so I have to save everyone else. And this therapist is like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So, um, Reese, getting some therapy. Honestly, it's what he needed. Reese, I can't think of anyone else in this show who needs therapy more than Reese. (laughs) Because, like, Finch has a good head on on his shoulders. Root's just nuts. Fusco... He's just like blissfully ignorant of all that that's wrong with the world, and Shaw's just a straight up sociopath. So Reese is like, is the person like shooting everyone and actually having to feel stuff about it. So <laughs> he uh, he needs therapy more than anyone else in this show. Uh, but of course, I need to talk about this ending. Where Greer shows up at, uh, uh, approaches this lieutenant governor who is now the governor. And is like, oh, yes, uh, you, you're governor now. Uh, I guess I'm supporting you because you're governor now. Weird how that happened. And then he's like doing his little, like, evil villain monologue in the back with Martine like ha 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 now we can control this guy and we've got like 58 other people across the country in all levels of government so now Samaritan can control a crap ton of the American government a crap ton of government positions a crap ton of government officials are now under Samaritan's control And Samaritan gives an order to Greer and Martine to find the machine. So Samaritan's now like, okay, uh, yeah, these guys are a problem. We need to deal with it. Now, notice Samaritan's not saying find them. He's saying, it's saying find the machine in particular. So it wants to go straight to the source. And as this is happening, Finch looks up at a security camera talking to the machine and is like hey we need to have a conversation and that's where the episode ends 
So, uh, yeah. The conflict between Samaritan and the machine is heating up, to say the least. We're, uh, we're continuing this big old fat war that's going on between these two competing AIs. And it's great. It's wonderful to witness. Uh, but yeah, great episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll put up there once every month. Uh, I'm actually going to have one up later tonight, uh, talking about The Parts You Lose, a film from one of the creators of Halt and Catch Fire. So, that should be fun. That should be a fun little uh, deal to talk about. Or, if that's not work for you, you can, also support your th- you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 6. Talk to you then.